Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Many Californians confront incredible hardships on this Thanksgiving Day because of the pandemic. That includes not having enough to eat. So food banks in the state are doing what they can to help by giving out Thanksgiving meals to people. They expect the need this year to be especially enormous. Okay, so Mary's going to get your box and then she's going to ask you to pop your trunk and then we'll put it in the trunk, okay? Thank you so much for coming. A few days ago in Pasadena, I dropped by Union Station Homeless Service on their first day of distributing pre-prepared Thanksgiving meals. Volunteers in masks and maintaining social distance went down a long line of cars taking orders and bringing people their meals. Amanda Green is Union Station's Director of Operations and talked to me about the Thanksgiving need this year. But first, she told me about what people are getting. They're getting cans of corn, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, stuffing, and a frozen turkey. Uh, we are also including drawing for little kids with crayons and Thanksgiving-themed booklets and tips and tricks, letting them know how they can use all of the items in the box. We've seen every different case you can think of of why people are having food insecurity. You know, people are taking time off because of medical needs or the medical needs of their family. The list is really never ending. And is it fair to say what you've seen happen here in the area that you serve is happening really across the state? Absolutely. We are in contact with a lot of different organizations very similar to ours. And what we know that we have in common is that the need is great. And the need has increased this year pretty dramatically. You know, we increased our food production threefold at the beginning of the pandemic, literally delivering emergency food boxes on a two times a week basis. How sustainable has this been in the year that we've had and then looking ahead to the coming months to next year? Um, can you keep doing what you're doing, basically? We can keep doing what we're doing with the support of our community. But the one thing that that keeps hitting home for me is that folks are really bracing for the worst possible scenario. And so if people are constantly living in a state of fear and really worried about, you know, will they have a job next week? Will they be sick next week? And so food is something that they're really limited in getting. Also, you can't do anything else if you're hungry. Like that is you're gonna be your top need. If your kids are hungry, they're not gonna do well in school, particularly in this remote world that we're living in. And so to be able to provide that is, is pretty incredible for everyone at the organization. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Thanks for sharing this time with us. I appreciate it. That's Amanda Green of Union Station Homeless Service in Pasadena. It's one of many organizations in California trying to make this Thanksgiving Day a bit better. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? 
or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles. The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And this Thanksgiving holiday, there are a lot of places we would normally go that we can't. Like Alcatraz Island, where many indoor spaces are off limits to visitors because of the pandemic. But the rock's craggy outdoor landscape is full of unexpected finds, like a rare rose once thought to be extinct. KQD's Chloe Veltman has more. Even on the brightest of blue sky days, Alcatraz looks ominous, grey and imposing. The crumbling prison is the last place on earth you'd expect a gorgeous flower to flourish. And it's beautiful, big double red rose. Sheila Fritz is the Alcatraz Gardens programme manager. That rose we're admiring, it's a variety known as Bardu Job. It's a French rose, 1880-something. That's when the rose dates back to, and it's blooming in a corner of Alcatraz visitors can explore for the first time without a docent. We don't really know who brought it here. A likely candidate could be James Johnston, the first and longest serving warden of Alcatraz. The man had a thing for roses. Johnston grew the flowers by his house in the 1930s and 40s, but Fritz says the roses died off after the prison closed down in 1963. And uh, the Bardub Job was considered extinct. But around 1990, when a group of Bay Area heritage rose experts came to Alcatraz, one of them spotted the long-lost flower peeping through a thicket of blackberries. This one was found growing behind the warden's house. The Bardu Job had somehow clung on in the wild. It survived 40 years of neglect with no one caring for it. It's a hardy rose. Roses are actually a lot hardier than people give them credit for. About a decade after it was rediscovered, a clipping of the Bardu Job was shipped to the National Museum of History in Wales. The curators had been searching high and low for the rose, which had once flourished on museum grounds. After a more than 100-year absence, they wanted to bring it back. In an email, a museum spokesperson said the rose is still going strong today. For The California Report, I'm Chloe Veltman. And finally, on this Thanksgiving, some thoughts about the importance of this day from Bricia Lopez. She and her Mexican-American family own Galaguetza Restaurant in Los Angeles. Like others, they've struggled in 2020 because of the pandemic. But they're not going to let that get in the way of celebrating today. Here's Bricia. I love Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the entire year like I live for this day I look forward to this day 364 days it's like a year and that's really because it just revolves around food and family um my mom and my dad were actually able to come from Oaxaca thankfully we figure out a way to get them here and they quarantine and everyone got tested everyone's great so my parents will be here I will be able to cook with my mom which is um you know I, I love that experience and we'll be having turkey and uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and cranberry and chorizo stuffing and refried beans, a soup that my mom makes with butternut squash and bread and chiles and mole and mezcal and wine. And we will all sit together and have lots of fun and forget what's going on outside these four walls. And that's Patricia Lopez in L.A. talking about her Mexican-American Thanksgiving Day. 
That's the California Report for this Thursday, November 26th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and try to have a great Thanksgiving during these most unusual times. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 770 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Earth Justice, a national nonprofit law organization fighting for the right to a healthy environment. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles. The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.